Hello, I'm Leo Neal and I look after small business for NAB. Welcome to our podcast, Building Better Businesses. And today is the first of a series of three podcasts with Trent Innes, Managing Director of Zero Australia. Trent, great to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, Lee. It's a pleasure to be here. Today, we're going to talk around cash flow and how critical that is for small businesses. And we're going to hopefully provide what we believe are some tips for people running small businesses and how they might think about their cash flow. Before we do that, it would be great to get some background on you and how you ended up running such a seminal business for Australia and such an interesting business that Zero is. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so look, I mean, it's uh, I started my career as an accountant, so uh, so I'm, I'm partly qualified to be able to talk about talk about cash flow. But yeah, uh, pretty early on in my career, I actually found out that I had a real love and passion for technology. And I think when you combine technology and accounting together, you can actually help businesses really thrive and grow. Um, when you talk, especially around small business, um, I think for a long period of time. Yeah, they're probably technology is something that's probably underdelivered to a degree. Um, and then when you talk to them about accounting, they tend not to like accounting. So if you can solve those two problems together for them, it actually makes it a, a you know, much better place for small business. Uh, but so my career, um, spent a number of years in working in uh, some big technology companies. So I spent some time working uh, working in Microsoft and actually uh, running uh, for Microsoft uh, their Dynamics business, which is uh, their ERP and enterprise resource planning and customer relationship management software. Uh, and so pretty much my career's followed that path always of, um, of business business application software. And it's something I'm really, really passionate about. Started at Zero about four years ago when we were very, very little, very small. Um, you know, we only had about 35 people in Australia when I started. We're now, you know, well over 340. So the business is growing quite phenomenally. And uh, we've now got over 446,000 customers in Australia and, and over a million around the world running on our small business platform. I um, had the privilege of coming out to your offices recently, Trent, to see you, you as we talked about what we might talk about these podcasts and came down to the five tips we're going to talk about later. But one of the things that really struck me when I was with your offices was how customer-centred the problem-solving is, even yes. though you've grown to such a huge size. Before we start, what are the tips for retaining that customer-centred approach? Yeah, I think it's just really about making sure that the customers at the forefront of everything that you do. So, you know, we, there's a number of ways we take feedback from, from customers. So people quite often ask me, how do you decide what to build? How do you decide what to develop? So um, we actually let our customers vote for features and functions. So they can actually vote online and we tally up those votes and then uh, they jump to the top of the list. Um, we also do a lot of experience groups and take feedback directly from customers and partners. And then, of course, there's the innovation piece where we're actually building things that they may not have even asked for yet, where we think, you know, we, we look at some of the trends in technology that are coming along and make sure that we're actually, you know, utilising those those trends and those latest pieces of technology to make the world of small business better. So customers at the forefront, I can Absolutely. definitely vouch for that when I came to your offices. Cash is king, as we would often say in big business and in small business. We've got five tips that we're going to talk through that we think can help a small business owner manage their cash. Before we go through the five, why is cash king? Well, it, it is absolutely king. And uh, you know, it's the biggest failure rate of small business in Australia and, and I'd predict probably around the world for small businesses. So, and, and I think the problem historically has been that it was actually quite difficult for a small business to actually understand where they were from a cash perspective. So, you know, um, they may have one bank account, they may have multiple bank accounts, they've got, you know, customers, you know, either paying them hopefully on time or not paying them on time. So again, it gets really hard. And I mentioned earlier that, you know, not many small businesses go into business to do accounting. They actually go in it for what they're passionate about. So they might be running a cafe, it might be mowing a lawn, it, it doesn't really matter what it is, but this but it's something they're passionate about. They don't go in it to do accounting. So they kind of sometimes forget about it. 
and that's really dangerous. So, you know, historically, they might have left it to the end of the month, the end of the quarter, or even worse, the end of the year. And before they know it, they're in, they're in a, a cash issue and they might have run out of cash. And that's, and that's the worst possible outcome. So really, um, you know, the, one of the biggest problems we were trying to solve from day one was how do, we, um, how do we make the cash position much more visible to a small business so they actually know where they are at any point in time. And that's really what Xero provides on the cloud. And perfect segue into what we believe is our first tip for small business owners in managing their cash flow, which is knowing the state of your business. What does knowing the state of your business mean, Trent? So knowing the state of your business is actually being able to provide you know, a real-time um, insight into, the, into your cash flow. So we work really closely with, with the banking sector in Australia. We work fantastically well with NAB. NAB's a fantastic partner of ours. You know, and if you're a, a, a small business customer using NAB and Xero, you can bring your data directly into, into Xero. So you bring your, your raw transactions in. Um, once they're inside Xero, uh, we categorize those for them and make it really easy. And we actually make it fun. We try to make accounting fun, which might sound a little bit like an oxymoron, but it's what we try to do. Um, and the small business owner then, with that information, they can have that real-time insight straight away. So they know exactly where they are effectively each and every day. And I think I think what I'm hearing there, Trend, is it's about knowing where you are is reliant on keeping your information up to date. Exactly right. So, so, our, so our tip would be know the state of your business, but don't shy, don't leave it in that brown box and have give yourself a big mountain to climb to know the state. Take proactive tips to keep your business accounts updated. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you, you want to make sure you know each and every day. So, you know, we're a big believer in daily bank feeds. So daily bank feeds bring that information directly into your into the system for you. You then have that reconciliation going at each and every day. So you know exactly exactly where you are. And the great thing about the cloud is they can access it on any time, anywhere, on any device. So if they're out and about, they can actually access it on their mobile phone. And we also can be sending out alerts and so on to actually give them some up-to-date information about their cash flow. I know I hear that from a lot of our customers when they're asking us to digitise is actually just, I just want to know the information today. So hopefully tip one is quite achievable. So we know the state of our business we think the second most important thing when we're managing cash flow is to plan ahead. What do we mean by plan ahead, Trent, if you're a small business? So, I mean, a lot of small businesses are heavily reliant on, you know, many of them are actually reliant on, you know, a couple of key customers or they might be reliant on seasonality. Um, there's a whole host of things that, they, you know, that, that may impact their business. But the idea about planning ahead is actually looking into the future a little bit and understanding, you know, what's going to impact their business in the near future. Are they likely to be paid on time or are they not likely to be paid on time? They've got a very seasonal business. Does you know have they got enough funding to actually get through that next stage of, of the business? You know, can they can they pay their payroll? You know, that's you know one of the really important things for a small business. Have they got enough cash out to pay their payroll? So we're always encouraging them to actually have a look forward into the future. I, mean, the, I think the key thing is you need to understand where you're at though to be able to plan for the future as well. So yeah. you need step one in place before you can do step two. Yeah, I, I would absolutely agree. We we tend to. When we're talking to small businesses, we say try and have three months of expenses as a buffer. So three months of expenses so that you can deal with the unexpected if it comes. Do you think that number's enough? Does that resonate with you? I think it depends on the type of business you are. I think one of the dangerous things around small business is that they're so fragmented. We, we sort of put them all in one big bucket sometimes. And there's so many of them. They do so many diverse things, which is one of the great things I love about small business. Um, but when you... When you talk to them, it really depends on what you know what type of small business they are. But I think three months at a minimum would, would sound pretty logical to me. Yeah, great. I know that we all too often we see businesses struggling because they didn't do that small bit of planning that gets them through the tight time into the time when, as you say, if it's particularly if it's a seasonal business, that the cash flow starts coming. So yeah, completely agree. So we've planned ahead. 
we know the state of our business, our next tip, number three, is to cut costs. Yeah, absolutely. What do we need? What do we need to do if we're a small business to cut costs? Well, I think this is the accountant in me coming out now. Um, when you're talking about cut, you, we're you talking did about tell cutting me costs. You love numbers, so uh, it's very true. I do love numbers. Um, I think cutting costs is really just making sure you actually understand what you're spending your money on. And that once again comes down to having you know up to date insight into into your business. So I think you've. Well, it's quite amazing when you sit down and look. You'd be amazed how many direct debits are flowing out of the accounts, or how many. You know, you might be paying, you know, excess fees on certain things. So make sure you're getting the best deal you possibly can on the things that you have you have to buy. Um, and if you can possibly, you know, um, shop around. I mean, there's no there's no reason you have to stay with your current provider. You should have a look around and make sure you've got the uh, the most optimal optimal spending you can. I um, met with one of our small business owners for breakfast actually this week, and he was telling me it took him nearly a year to sit down and evaluate his energy bills and he saved $700 when he did and he said if only he'd done that a year before and I think it's a really great example of that sometimes it feels like a mountain but if you actually take time to look at what your costs are it can give you longer to spend on your business in the long run. Absolutely and there's lots of tools around actually help you do that you mentioned utilities that's a that's a great example of you know once you've got that real-time insight you can actually understand and see the trend lines over time you can actually shop around and say am I getting the best possible deal is there a way that I can actually negotiate a better deal for my business? Great. So we've know the state of our business. We've planned ahead. We've taken time to look at our costs and taken time to invest in whether we can reduce any of those. The next tip we've got is create a great invoicing strategy. So now we're getting into the real nuts and bolts of how do you keep a business going? What does a great invoicing strategy look like? Yeah, so this is a really interesting area. But we talk, we hear a lot about late payments, um, and I think sometimes small business are actually contribute to late payments because they actually don't get their invoices out on time in the first place. So we strongly encourage small businesses to invoice there and then. So, you know, through cloud technology like uh, like Zero, you can actually invoice in in real time. So you don't need to wait to the end of the end of the week or the end of the month to sit down and do your invoicing. You should actually do it at the completion of the job or when you're actually shipping shipping goods or services. So get it out in real time. And we've actually done a lot of study where we've shown if you produce an online invoice and give a small business you know, online payment options, you're actually likely to get paid far quicker than if you put out a manual invoice. So we're really encouraging, uh, we're really encouraging small business to utilize technology around, uh, around invoicing and making sure that they're getting their invoices out on time. I think that's a, a great, I think you started that by saying sometimes small businesses are the, the victim of their own delays in sending out they the invoice are. i think that's a, it's a great reminder for us all because whatever your payment terms are they only start when the invoice is actually being issued so yeah absolutely i mean we do quite a lot of study and uh, research into, into payments in, in in australia at the moment and you know, the average um, the average time a small business gets paid on the zero platform moment is 54 days so right. 54 days is a long time and you know we're yeah. working really hard with small businesses to, to bring that down because we know that that creates a cash flow gap in their business if they're actually you know getting paid in those time frames so it's not just around invoice, it's also about negotiating payment terms as well. So making sure that wherever possible, they're negotiating payment terms that are, that are more favourable than that. And it's great to see at the moment uh, in the Australian economy, a number of big businesses getting behind this and really starting to bring down the expectation of payment terms. Yeah, I um, we have that, we have, it's a great conversation that's going on in Australia right now. And I'm really passionate about this payment terms becoming fair for big and small business. And we all know where we are. So set a reasonable payment terms. But we do need invoices to be issued on times and small business to know 
when they're invoicing and to chase them up if they're not being paid. Yeah, and I think one of the great things that we've been able to show now on, on the Zero platform with 446,000 customers, we've actually got that insight at a big data level where we can actually start to see what is the average amount of time it's taking for an invoice to get paid. You know, historically, we just didn't have that because uh, you know most of the invoices were on desktop computers, so we actually couldn't amalgamate that information and, and get and get that information out to a, to small businesses. But now that we can see that, we can actually really see what the problem is and start looking at solutions and, and, and ways of solving it. And as we go back to the first tip, knowing the state of your business, you'll know when your invoice has been paid if you're keeping your bank feeds regularly up to date. Absolutely, yeah, and that's, and that's the key. So our fifth and final tip is rather grandly, use the right tools and get support. What do we mean by that? I still get amazed how many, uh, how many small businesses are running their businesses either out of off spreadsheets or out of shoeboxes. And for the for less than a cup of coffee a day, you can actually run it on cloud-based accounting. You know, I mentioned this a little bit earlier, but you you now have, small businesses now have, in my view, better access to technology than big business does. And what I mean by that is they can actually be far more nimble. So they they can actually adopt technology really really quickly. I mean, someone like you know a, a NAB, like a big bank, you know, it's it's a massive piece of work to actually bring new technology in, and we we all know that. But a small business, by their very nature, can be very nimble. And the, the selection that's out there at the moment for them to choose from. So if you look at the platform like Xero, around the outside of Xero, there's over 500 various apps around that that actually help small businesses be better. So there's there's an app for everyone almost. So you know definitely make sure they utilize technology. But it's even more than that. One of the great things about cloud computing is um, is the ability to actually to get out there and collaborate. So by collaboration, we actually mean collaborating with people that can help you to actually to, to do your job and to get things done. So we work really closely with accountants and bookkeepers. So there's over 12,000 accountants and bookkeepers in Australia on, on the Zero platform helping small businesses each and every day. In fact, up to 90, over 90% of our small business customers are actually connected digitally to an accountant or bookkeeper, actually helping them to, to drive their business. Do you see many businesses taking help from other similar type businesses and how important do you think that is when we're talking about getting the right advice? Yeah, I don't really have a great deal of insight into that, but I... I I think it's such a fragmented market that it's probably quite hard for them to, to do that. They're probably getting advice off friends and family, um, but hopefully they're going out and seeing professionals and speaking to it to, to their accountant or bookkeeper to actually help them. Sounds like you're advice. saying it's worth the investment to go and see a professional. Absolutely. Um, so we know that compliance takes up to about 11 hours a week based on the studies we've done for a small business, 11 hours a week of right. compliance. So wow. if you can remove some of that and actually yeah. it allows you to get back and focus on stuff that's really important, which is looking after their customers. Yep. And I love the fact that you describe small business having better access to technology. I often use examples here of how small businesses that I use and try and buy services from make you feel so unique and so special they by do. very simple technology. And sometimes we worry too much, I think, about our legacy systems and the ability we have to make people feel unique and special. Yeah, it's one of the things that actually uh, makes small business very special is that ability to be really quick. Um, so they can be quick, they can be nimble, and they can look big. So a small business can actually look really big now through technology, which is really exciting. Yeah, online invoices, online payment terms nobody knows what size you are no they don't and it doesn't really it doesn't really matter because they've got the same access to technology they can just deploy it quicker yeah great okay so i'm going to summarize the five tips tell me if i've missed anything trent absolutely first of all cash is king know the state of your business tools like zero and bank feeds from banks like nab provide a great opportunity for businesses to know exactly where they are every day plan ahead be prepared for some unforeseen expenses so that that doesn't put your business at risk. Take time to look at your costs and where possible rationalise those. 
Number four, the invoicing strategy. I love the way you call out that it's the small business has got to get the invoice out and then we need to make sure we're fair on payment terms, big or small. And the all important number five, the right tools and great advice. I completely agree. That's, that's my top five tips. Awesome. Thanks very much, Trent. It's a pleasure. All Thanks, right. Lee.